Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 13th of June 2020, and the title of this episode is A Battle Cry, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, and it's pleasing to see so many in the tabletop hobby community commit to equality and fairness. I spend a lot of time on social networks, although I left the especially toxic ones many years ago, I still expected to see more in the way of unpleasant fights and tone-deaf comments than I actually did this week. Gamma, the Games Manufacturers Association, and Origins did less well. As a result, Origins Online has been cancelled. Origins Online was an online convention intended to replace the Origins Game Fair, which was cancelled due to the lockdown. While Origins did tweet support for black creators, they did not say the words Black Lives Matter. And as I said at the start of this podcast, so many games companies did. And this made the lack of those three essential words from Origins even more troublesome. People began to cancel. Then the special guests started to withdraw. And then, in pretty short order, so many special guests had cancelled that there wasn't much of an Origins online left. So Gamma called the whole thing off. This cancellation was made with an apology. The first thing Gamma did was to say that Black Lives Matter. Origins is offering refunds for everyone. If you're a company and Origins owes you money, then if you want, you can donate that cash to a Black Lives Matter fund, one from a list that Gamma has provided, and they will match your dollar amount. 100,000 could be raised in this way. However, I've seen people ask whether this is a sincere offer for Gamma or just damage limitation. Others have pointed out that small companies have already given as much as they can afford and are so poorly placed to give away the money that Origins now owes them. San Japan is another convention that hasn't done amazingly well. The event is on in September and has not been cancelled. However, San Japan will happen without a chairman. He's had to resign, rightly so, after making stupid racial comments on social media. In essence, he said that San Japan does not pay for people of colour to be among their special guests because they don't bring in enough money for the convention. He also said that San Japan's audience prefers divas and sexual predators. It boggles my mind that anyone smart enough to be a chairman of a convention as well-known and as successful as San Japan could phrase anything so badly. I also want to mention Onyx Path Con, which was announced this week and is on right now. Yes, right now, from the 12th to the 14th of June. It's excellent that Onyx Path is running an online event like this, but that's not much notice. Here's a success. Itch.io is running a bundle for racial justice and equality. When Geek Native covered the story at the start of the week, you could spend $5 and get $3,500 worth of games. Tabletop games, computer games, all sorts of games. That bundle has continued to grow. And at the time of recording, there are still two days left to pack the bundle. And now your $5 will get you more than $9,000 worth of games. The project has raised a magnificent $6 million dollars for Black Lives Matter groups. As usual, you'll find the link in the show notes back to the transcript, and from there you'll be able to access any site or any deal I mention in today's episode. 
Itch.io isn't the only site with a bundle too. The DMs Guild and Drive-Thru RPG have several bundles raising money for the NAACP Legal Defence, National Police Accountability and Black Lives Matter causes. These bundles include games like Cyberpunk Red, The Quick Start. Cyberpunk, of course, is the creation of Mike Pondsmith. On the RTG blog, Pondsmith has shared his experiences of being a black man and encounters with the cops. He says he's lucky he's known several good cops and officials. He says he's had people watch his back for him, but he leaves us with no doubt that there are too many corrupt cops in the system. I think it's worth taking the time to read the whole article. Wizards of the Coast have apologised and banned seven Magic the Gathering cards for racism. The names, I think, will give you clues straight away. They are Invoke Prejudice, Cleanse, Stone Throwing Devils, Pray Dash Gypsies, Jihad, Imprison and Crusade. Invoke Prejudice, I think, is especially insidious. Its number in the Gatherer database is 1488. Now that meant nothing to me until I had to research the story. But I have, and I can tell you that 1488 is a widely documented white supremacist code. No wonder Wizards of the Coast felt they had no option but to remove these cards from the system, record what happened, and apologise. Handiwork Games are running a Kickstarter for a 5e-powered setting called Beowulf, Age of Heroes. Beowulf is an old English poem about a hero that kills a monster and then runs into the monster's mother. It's probably the oldest recorded story in Europe. Now, while Beowulf might be especially interesting for gamers for being a duet RPG, that's one especially designed to work well with one DM and one player, Handiwork Games knew of another angle. This Anglo-Saxon story and the period of time it's associated with is a favourite of certain racist groups. They seem to forget that Anglo-Saxons were immigrants bringing a Middle Eastern religion into Northern Europe, but Handiwork Games is having none of that. There's a whole section in the Kickstarter, and a large one, about taking a stance against racists. Handiwork Games explains that their font, for example, does not use the lightning bolt style desk because they feel they dislike it too much It's been used too often these days by racists. The Kickstarter also says that a portion of the money raised by Beowulf will be donated to anti-racist efforts. This is a great idea. Another Kickstarter story that I wanted to mention is that of Magpie Games and Roll. Roll is a gaming platform currently in Kickstarter. They've given themselves very little time to raise $60,000. At the time of recording, they have five days left and $5,000 still to go. I think they'll make it. I hope they do. As a community, Roll is working hard to be inclusive and fair. The only people put off by that are the sort of people that online communities are probably best off without. Magpie Games have recently found success in a curated play program in which they sell tickets to games that they've arranged, you get to play, and they provide the group and the professional GM. So Magpie have announced that they'll be joining Roll, even though it's not yet kickstarted and will also be providing exclusive content. If Roll kickstarts, then we have a system here that encourages diversity, allows for online play and helps you into a gaming group. It could be an evolution in virtual tabletops. Oh, and there's also big news from D&D. 
any other week and we'd already be talking about the rhyme of the Frost Maiden. The chances are pretty high that the announcement Wizards of the Coast will make at D&D Live is that the next storyline will be set in Icewind Dale and that the book will be called Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. D&D Beyond, a company that works very closely with Wizards of the Coast, ran a video on their YouTube channel for a short time before pulling it down. They ran it too soon. It gave away that Rhyme of the Frost Maiden was going to be the next book and screen grabs of that crucial moment were taken. I've tried to make those screen grabs larger and clearer with little success, but enough to convince me that the books are real. It seems to fit. D&D has been dropping clues about snow and the cold ever since D&D Live was announced. The kicker for me is that Icewind Dale release might well tie in with the release of the Dark Alliance computer game. This is also set in a cold, snowy region. In the meantime, D&D Live is looking pretty impressive. There's already a stream with people like Karen Gillen, David Arbour and Brandon Ruth in it. And yesterday, Wizards announced that six Game of Thrones actors will have a stream too. Lastly, and not to make this all about tabletop games and racism, I found some stats from a British site called Menkind. Menkind sells games and gadgets, you know, the sort of thing that they'd want to shift during Father's Day. They've surveyed 2,400 British dads and father figures, and that survey shows that 59% of dads are spending more time with their kids on streaming platforms. I think that means Netflix. The survey also shows that 49% of dads are spending more time playing board games and card games with their kids. 42% of dads are spending more time playing computer games with their kids. But my favourite stat comes from the unexpected joys of the lockdown section. The number one unexpected joy for fathers in this survey was beating kids at video games. That's three times as popular than teaching kids to prank their mother. And on that note, let's leave it there. Keep safe, keep well, and let's catch up again next week.